the congregation of a church entirely circled them all holding hands <laughs> so no one could get in without them saying don't go don't go and see that man he's he's satan or something which, which like everyone that. would be like oh yeah i, I want to go see that guy <laughs> they didn't even know i was there but now they do <laughs> <laughs> Richard Webster, thank you so much for coming. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ed. Appreciate it. So you're a man of many talents. Um, how would you describe yourself? You Do you go by the magician, mentalist, uh, author? Like what's your, like if you had to explain to people... It depends. It's it's always it's always awkward. it's always awkward when someone says, "I think I know you." How do I know you? Right, right. And then I don't know what to say because it could be one of a number of things. Mm. At one stage, I had ten business cards, so because uh, <laughs> I had one for each. And uh, when my daughter was young, her teacher went round the classroom asking everyone what their father did for a living. Right. And my daughter reeled off about ten different things, and uh, the teacher thought my. My daughter was making fun of this whole serious, right, right. <laughs> expert, expert, look, look into the family. So she phoned me to make sure that <laughs> she wasn't wasn't doing it deliberately. Yeah. So it can be awkward, but I normally just describe myself. Um, my my wife always described myself as a company director because that evaded all the awkward questions. You know, right, right. What is a mentalist? You, right. You know, what sort of magic does he do? But uh, I've done a variety of other other things as as well. I was a an osteopath for a while. Mm. Um, I've been a hypnotherapist, and uh, I still do a little bit of hypnotherapy, mm. not much, but I still do a little bit of it. So there are people who know me for those reasons, but know nothing whatsoever about my writing. Mm. Um, I used to, Barry Crump was a famous author in New Zealand back in the day, and uh, I used to fix his back. And he would tell me about his writing, but I never mentioned that I was an author as well. So right, right. He, he died not knowing that his osteopath had actually written a lot more books <laughs> than he had. Right, right, right. That's crazy. So, okay, I, I can I could ask so many, I could go into so many different directions here, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'll stick with the magic and the mentalism for now. Okay. And then yep, we'll, we'll push from there. So my okay. question to you, mm -hmm. what's the difference between magic and mentalism? If you, like, if from your perspective. Oh, from my perspective, mm. is that there's a big difference. Um, ma magic is doing perform performing tricks, hopefully entertaining people with them, but people know that you're doing tricks. Mm -hmm. With mentalism, you're still doing tricks, but they all are related to mind reading in some some sort of way or strange powers that you have. And uh, in, in my case, I've, I've never said, oh, I'm psychic, that's how I do it. Uh, but some mentalists... Uh, who don't call themselves mentalists would actually call themselves possibly psychics. Mm. But most mentalists are, are magicians who do magic with a mental flavor to it. So ment mentalism has changed a little bit from when I first started, like 50, 50 plus years ago. Yeah, so when you first started, were, were most people just psychics and and yes. using that sort of flavor? Well, most of those things were illegal back in those days. Mm. So uh, you had to be a little bit careful. And uh, why, why were they illegal? It was some old witchcraft law that came from the British statute books and had long ago been abandoned in Britain, but it was still on the New Zealand books. Wow. So about once a year, some poor lady got had up for fortune telling somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the country. <laughs> so and what they do, just like find them? Or? Yeah, they just, they ah, just, okay. they just okay. find them. So it wasn't too too bad. It wasn't, no, you're no. not going to get burned or anything. No, no, no. It was just, <laughs> just a business, business expense, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. guess. So... Uh, when I when I started, 
I first started by doing horoscope parties, which were like Tupperware parties in people's homes. And uh, I had to be very careful when I started because I had to stand up in front of the audience. There'd be about 10 to 20 people some lady would invite to her house. And before I started, I had to say, give a real strong, a really strong disclaimer. This is purely for entertainment purposes only. Don't take anything seriously. But they did. Most of them were, were believers. And I'd do half an hour of mentalism, which was actually magic, magic tricks. And then I did um, about 10 minutes of crystal ball gazing because I clipboarded everyone beforehand. Mm. And then everyone had a palm reading, a quick palm reading in another room. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bit I had to be careful about. That's why I had to mm. say it was... So the crystal ball part wasn't scary, it wasn't whiskey. It was the... It pro- pro- possibly, possibly right. was, because I was answering questions uh, of, often about the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny I enough... See, I, do, I do have one right there, but... Uh, you've got a crystal ball? <laughs> oh, well, okay. If we run out of things to talk about, I'll see, see what I can see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I only use it for juggling, so I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not not exactly in the same genre, but yeah. Um, there was a wonderful magician called Tim Conover. He's uh, he died some years ago, and he did a hilarious uh, mentalism act, very mm. fast paced. And he did, did. I saw him do one effect where he got the crystal ball out to give the answer, and the answer was wrong. And he looked puzzled, and he shook the ball, and they looked again. He said, "Oh, sorry, wrong crystal ball." And he produced another <laughs> one <laughs> and gave the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've actually thought about ways to incorporate it into like a magic routine. Because what I yeah. do, like, I mean, <clears throat> you know, the Omni deck. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically what I do. I just link it to, oh, okay, I got it wrong. I try to find your card. I couldn't find yeah. it. Let me, you know, I, I do the, the whole little contact juggling bit. Yes. I bring it to next to the hands, open your hands, and the deck is now the same as the ball. You know, that's sort mm-hmm. of how I, so it's more of like a juggling magic sort of yeah, mix. Is. But um, I've, I've thought about like different ways to kind of similar like comedy sort of trying to like find their card and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I've ne- nothing's ever clicked. So so once I figure that out, I'll probably let you know. But <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So you so you okay? So you were doing these parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so how what like you had to be careful about. Like how how at what extent did you have to be careful? What what was the my, my business card said enter entertainment in your own home. Okay, and uh, I gave a strong disclaimer. That that is all I did. Mm. I never ha- I never had any problems mm. any anyway. But I was a little bit nervous. Mm. And one of my first ones was for a, a judge. His his wife his wife had uh, <laughs> arranged the party. So that, that I gave a stronger disclaimer than I'd ever given <laughs> ever before at the, yeah, that yeah. one. But that, but they loved it, and the judge actually bought a little pitch book. I had pitch books for each sign of the zodiac, and he bought he bought the one for his year. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, like you you said that you you give these you still give these disclaimers, and yet people. No, I don't, I don't anymore. Ah, okay. Well, back, you, in, I mean, back in the day, you I used to give these disclaimers, yes. and yet there were still many believers. Yes. What do you think's happening there? Like what's the? I think I think people want to believe. Mm. Uh, before before I did mentalism, I was I was just doing a straight a straight magic. Mm-hmm. I was doing card magic, believe it or not, and I was also doing children's parties. Mm. And uh, I'd, I'd, after a children's show, people would come up to say and say, "Do you read palms? <laughs> or do you tell fortunes?" Right. So it must be something about my personality, I think. Yeah, interesting. That's fascinating, because mm. I I wonder like how much of that is is people. 
like people perceiving it in the way they want to for their own entertainment in the same way that like, you know, people might know that like, if I go and read my horoscope, how accurate is that? Probably not very, mm -hmm. but it's fun to look up it's your- fun to do it. Yes. Right, right. Yes, you know, and right. so believing in it, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like willing, willingly betting on a, on a rugby game. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, if I just watch it, it's all right. But if I invest my emotional- Oh yes, it's a little bit more. Right. Yes. So now it's going to be a bit more interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder how much is that, how much of that is, is that? And how much of it is people have these preconceived notions about the world that they don't, just don't want to change? Well, there's a lot of that, of course. Mm. And uh, that works both ways. I, I, I had a lot of problems with born again Christians uh, at one time when once I got beyond the horoscope parties. Yeah, yeah. But that was always good for business. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I got I got on nationwide television a few times just just because of that. Really? I, I was reading palms in a shopping mall in I think it was Johnsonville in, in Wellington and uh, the congregation of a church entirely circled them all holding hands so no one could get in without them saying don't go don't go and see that man he's he's satan or something which, which like everyone that. would be like oh yeah i, I want to go see that guy they didn't even know i was there but now they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i had the best week ever it was great that's so funny mm. yeah you know i remember one time um i used to go to church a lot with my parents mm. and um one time i i went in with my new magic uh trick that i bought and um and um, <laughs> there was this one family that had kids, so I, I started like you know yeah. just in the in the kitchen without without anyone being there, started doing some stuff. So I would I would just put my hands like this, and smoke would come out, right? And then the kids were going crazy. And then it's one of the kids tells her mum, right? Mm -hmm. And then the mum comes in, being like, "I need to see this," right? So then I I go, "Okay, sure," I do the thing, and then. She starts losing her mind and goes, no, no, uh, pull up your sleeves, wash your, wash your hands, you know, do all the stuff. I do it again. And she goes like genuinely terrified. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, like, <laughs> if you don't tell me like, this is witchcraft, like, you know, what yes, I mean? yes. and um, I still, to this day, I still, I'm really upset that I told her because <laughs> I was like 13, you know, yes, so I, I, I didn't have the, yeah. I didn't have the, uh, the balls to just be like, no, no, it's witchcraft. <laughs> 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 you know, but oh, it was great. Yeah. So I can imagine that. I can definitely imagine that. So, okay. So you started with, so, okay. How did you get into magic to start with? Oh, I was at a kid's birthday party when I was about nine years old. Ah, and okay. He was a magician. He pulled coins out of people's ears and I was fascinated with that. But the best thing was at the end of the party, he produced a big, big bowl of sweets. Mm. <laughs> so the next day I was up at the library getting the books on magic out of the library. Uh, yeah. And it started from there. And uh, I, I was interested in it for quite a, quite a few years, but uh, I tried to get into the New Zealand Society of Magicians, but the, I think the entry age was 13 and I was less than 13. So I gave up on that. And uh, I was just doing magic until um, puberty hit and I discovered what girls were. And um, palm reading was something that uh. really, really, you know, I was very shy but I could just mention palm reading, and instantly every girl in the room <laughs> <laughs> around me. So uh, that was that was really great. They put a whole new slant. Yeah, yeah, slant, yeah. Slant that's when you're like, it. no card tricks. No, fuck that. No. It's all it's all mad. It's all mentalism now. <laughs> 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 oh, great! That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually think your generation of magicians mm -hmm. kind of, in a way, 
like I, I sort of envy you guys because when I started magic, mm-hmm. the only, I mean, obviously you could go to the library, get books, but yes. you just don't even associate. It's like, Oh, I want to learn a card trick. YouTube.com. Of, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and so everything, I mean, for years, that's all I used as a resource. And then mm-hmm. all the, all the magic websites, which is good, but it's all marketing based stuff. You know what I mean? They, they make these cool trailers and they do this stuff and it's old concepts just recycled in some way. You but, trick every day. Right. Right. Yeah. But you don't, as a kid, what seeing that you don't realize mm-hmm. that it's, it's the same old concepts. Yes. You just see new trick, new trick, new yeah. trick. There's this consumerism aspect mm-hmm. to it, you know? And uh, I think because of that, I think I didn't develop a very good base of of knowledge, of understanding of magic as, yes. a, as an art. You know what I mean? It was more like, I know this thing here. I know that thing there. Yes. I don't know how they connect, but we'll figure that out. Some, yeah. yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. um, for the longest time, like, you know, I just didn't, I could do the things I did and a lot of sleight of hand stuff. A lot of like you know tricky moves, but yeah. uh, you know when it comes to performing, it's it's a kind of a different thing. Um, so I feel like learning from books, give, like, at least you know, gave a lot of a lot of the older generation like a really good understanding, a basement of knowledge. Where I'll talk to someone about something like, oh yeah, I saw that in eighteen ninety five, blah blah blah, this, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, how right. how do you know this? I don't, you know. Um, so that's that's like a really interesting point where I think that the that's generational split of wh- how how you actually got into magic and how we learnt magic. Yes, you yes. Know? Well, to this day, I'd rather read a book on a ma- about a magic trick than watch a, a YouTube video on it. Mm. Of course, nowadays I'd probably do both, but yeah. uh, I'd rather learn from the book, and yeah. that's just because that's the way I've always done it. I, I guess. Yeah. See, I struggle with the books. Like I want oh, to, you? and I, yeah. I, I like I do, you know, yes. clearly. But like, I, it's a struggle for me sometimes. Yes. Like it takes me because with YouTube, it's like I'll watch it. I know the I know the trick. Yep. With with a book, I'm have to go through. Okay, right index finger goes here. Okay, next spot. Like you know, it's like step by step by step by step, and it takes forever to just get one little sequence down, and then it's like, okay, I get, I see how that works. Well, sometimes I get it wrong too, and the description. <laughs> then you have to read it back, <laughs> it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. Got, I've got a friend who I have lunch with every Friday, and uh, he's become interested in magic purely through our friendship. And uh, every Friday I show him a trick and he shows me a trick. And mm. he, he gets all of his tricks off YouTube, of course, because he, yeah. he hasn't got a single magic book. Mm-hmm. He's got a very, very old deck of cards. He's, he doesn't seem to think cards need replacing. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, they're, they're all self-working stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but he's, uh, he, he's found some quite entertaining stuff, actually, mm. on, on, on YouTube. And he's a professional speaker, so he knows how to present and uh, do a good job with it. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting that he can find anything, almost anything. He watches Penn and Teller and then he Googles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing what he can find. Oh, yeah. The, the only difference is that you can you can probably pick up a book, you know, Royal Card to, the Royal Road to Card Magic yeah. and fool him a million times with like, you know, really basic stuff. If you can. Yeah, because right. he doesn't have that basement. He has that trick and he has yeah. this trick, but he does never links that's the... That's exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I know because I've, I've been there and I, I still kind of am, you know, like there's there's a lot of... Like I'll talk to, you know, Morris. Yes. Yeah. I'll talk to him and it's like, he reads a lot mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and it's obvious because I'm like, you know, Hey Morris, like, can you tell me where I can find a ring vanish with a rope? And then he'll be like, Oh, this book, this chapter, this page. And I'm like, how do you know this by hand? Yeah. Like, you know, in, yeah. in your head, yeah. I don't understand. So, oh, so lucky you've got that. I, I had Max Maven, but who mm. I, unfortunately I don't have anymore. Yeah. But, um, 
and back in those days, it was by letter. So I'd write him a letter. Two weeks later, I'd get the reply saying it's on page two, 210 of <laughs> yeah. such and such a book. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was amazing, wasn't he? Yes, he was amazing. Yeah. And people don't sort of realise how generous and kind he was because he gives us a, always gave a rather severe sort of... Um, demeanor <laughs> yeah i mean i think the head start the hairstyle didn't help with no, you know that help. sharp angle of yeah, like you know right. it looked that's very right. aggressive yes yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah he was i, I think i'm trying to think, i think i learned the full and people listening won't know what this is but that's fine mm-hmm. um like a, like all the details that i know now of the equivoque Yes, I think I learned from one of his DVDs. Yes, he had he did do a DVD yeah, on it. Yeah, and yes. I I remember because I there's yes. this one routine that I I love performing uses that and uh, I'd done it hundreds thousands of times and then I watched that I'm like oh there's more details that I don't know yeah. okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> very yeah, simple yeah. concept but yeah, it just goes right. deep yeah yeah but you can do miracles with that oh, ah yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I uh, yeah it's it's my go to I, I just had a gig where they they wanted. You know, they, they wanted me to do something with their company values. And I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. all right. Yeah, sure. I just took a bunch of blank cards, wrote a bunch of different values on it, and then walked up to the, to the CEO. And I was like, what's your favorite value of yours? And yeah. your, your, you know, names it, you know, do a, a yeah. equivocate routine and, and boom, right there. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the same card trick, but it all, all of a sudden hits different when it's, it's words and well, it's, it's not a card trick anymore. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's interesting because that divide between magic and mentalism can get bridged a lot in just the performance of it. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, there's a lot of overlap, and yes. oftentimes it's the presentation that's that's the different. Yes, factor. yeah, that's, I think that's exactly it. Mm. Yes, yes, I think a mentalist is trying to give the appearance that they've got superior powers, mm-hmm. even even though they might be they might actually often be booked as a magician, but they come come on and they're a mentalist, mm. but. Um, when I started, uh, magicians didn't like mentalists. They had, I, I had awful problems with the magicians. Really? I had terrible problems. There's one magician at every Magic Club meeting that I wasn't at. He'd say, oh, I've just heard from the police that Richard's about to be arrested. <laughs> you know, and, uh, oh, no. And he did that for years. He's probably still doing it, actually. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> what is it with, with magicians and drama? I swear to yeah. God, like, there's always some bullshit going on. Yes, I absolutely. swear to God. Absolutely. <laughs> Why? Like, I don't understand it, you know? Yes. Uh, well, I got kicked out of the clubs 25 years ago, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Right. And uh, somehow I got beagle back in i got made patron of the shore club mm. i sort of got a bit a little bit interested again and got invited into the bam yeah so uh, i'm sort of sort of involved a little bit but uh, first side of politics and i just run because yeah, 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 yeah i've got no interest i don't care yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> yeah i mean he, the thing is right like so it's interesting to me because i'm Magic is one of the things that I'm like, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time in my life into. Yes. Uh, but the other one is is martial arts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever there's problems in martial arts, there's always politics and everything, yes, right? So, right. I mean, you get three people together, all of a sudden there's yeah. politics. It's pissing me off. It, it just happens. And churches and every sort of club or organization yeah. of all time, is, it's, it's, it's annoying. But yes. at least in martial arts, if someone has a problem with you, you get on the mats and it's, you know what I mean? You're like, you can solve it. Well, well, at the end of the day, you know, who's who, who won, right? Yes. Like there's no, yes. there's no yes, no, ma- ma- uh, there's no yeah. but, or maybe it's, it's a yes or a no, yeah. but in magic, there's no like way to really 
see who the best is. There's no real way to like, you know, really put a value on everyone's skill specifically, you know, like from one to 10, this is how good you are. This is yes. where you stand. Yes. So everyone has this sort of bouncing ego of like, you know, I don't know where I'm, I stand in this room. And I feel like sometimes that can get in the way, you know? Well, they think if they know how the trick's done, they're a great magician very often. Yeah. Which is, that's but, like, you know, yeah. the first 10% maybe, if, yeah, if yeah, that. If, if that, it's yeah. just a minor part of the whole the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I love it when, when um, not like at gigs and stuff and non-magicians will ask me to, to show them a trick and I'm like, okay, sure, like, like to teach them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because it's the same thing, right? Like I'll, I'll show them key card principle and then they go, oh, okay, I, I know it, right? And I'm like, no, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I start talking about, you know, stretching the time be- between the method and the reveal, different ways they can present it. And you start mm-hmm. to see they go, oh, oh, okay, okay. You know, like there's yeah. this whole dimension they'd never even thought about. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because I feel like that still happens to a lot of magicians. Like they, oh, they don't does. even, and I, I, was in, I was there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially when you're a move monkey, yes. you see the move, ah, I know how it's done. Yes. But when you actually start to perform, you go, oh, wait, I could do the same move a hundred different times yeah. and one time it will kill and one time it won't. Why is that? And then you start to realize. You yeah, know? there's a reason. Yeah. 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 I saw a magician do the crosscut force in the Aotea Center. It was quite a famous <coughs> magician. And about 20 people all around me who know nothing about magic, presumably, all, all, all knew. They were all saying, oh, he did that. Mm. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And that th- th- was purely because he did, the f- did it, and then he immediately uh, he didn't, he didn't allow a little interval betw- mm. between. I remember seeing a statistic, uh, I think it was on Reddit, where they, they did like, I don't know if how, how much, like it was a sample size, but I don't know how big. But basically, they did a bunch of different forces to non-magicians, mm-hmm. and they the, the non-magicians would then rate how fair they felt the selection was. Oh, and very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you'd think, oh, Classic Force, surely it's like up the top. It wasn't. Classic Force was quite like low relatively. There was a bunch of different ones. The, the highest rated one, Chris Cut Force. It was the highest rated, the yep. most, most believable. Yep. Yeah. Because as you because say, it's if it's so perform fair. well, yeah. then you, you, you go, wait a minute, I cut. Mm-hmm. I took the cut. Like there's no yeah. way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels so hands off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It mm. is. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think magicians are always in a hurry because um, I think they're scared of being caught, perhaps. So they've done it. They've done it. They can relax now. Boom, straight. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually really interesting because that <laughs> in martial arts is the other way around. You 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 feel like you get somewhere and then you are like, oh, let me take a breath, and yeah. then you get smashed. So yes. in martial arts, you got to like. When you think you're safe, keep going. Yes, yes, you can. And magic is the other way around. It's like, if you're feeling danger, stretch it out. <laughs> you know, take as long as you can. Yeah. You should tell the All Blacks, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I don't, what it's in, what's fascinating to me, right? As you say, in magic, there's, uh, we said this before the, the podcast, but um, very interesting characters, very mm-hmm. different types of people than the average population, I'd say. Yes. And I, I find myself in that, you know, I'm, I, I got ADHD, I get obsessed with things, I can't yeah. like, I can't control it, I can't stop doing different things, constantly switching things up. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you mentioned that you had 10 different business cards. Yes, I get, I get bored too easily. Mm. And uh, during the stage where magic was my main source of income, I, w- I would get very bored with it. So I'd go off and do other things. Mm. And um, That's a big one. So how, how yeah. did you, how did you... 
like did you just do that for a live like for a job and then just decide I need other things in in my life to keep me interested or yes, yes. well most of that time I was playing the piano semi professionally uh, so um, I was doing that let's bring the mic but, a little bit closer just yeah. towards you you can yeah you can lean back yeah. but yep so um, that that was good but playing the piano made nothing compared to what um, going out uh, I could play the piano all night in a restaurant and earn I don't well not very much money in today's terms but back then it was okay. But I could go out for half an hour and do a stand-up thing and make several times the mm. amount of money. So uh, the, the piano playing gradually dw gradually dw dwindled purely because I had um, oh, three kids and a big mortgage. Mm. So uh, I had to do the things that made the most money. And uh, we had a stage in New Zealand where there was, think, think big, and there was a big uh, development, oil oil in Taranaki, and there was a huge amount of work for entertainers in Taranaki, so I went down there all the time, oh, ent really? entertaining, making big money, it was good, but it suddenly stopped, boom, mm. and uh, I learned the problem about having all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So um, That was me with COVID. <laughs> yes, yes, yes <laughs> oh, the, exact, the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I, st I started, also, also as a full-time magician, I don't know if you, if you find it, People always want you hundreds of miles away from home. They don't want you within mm. 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. drive of home. Yeah. So uh, I got sick and tired of that, Partic particularly doing hypnosis. Uh, hypnosis shows seem to be very popular in Invercargill and <laughs> places like that. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, Waiuru was a popular place, and um, it's not a place you'd normally choose to go to. But uh, it was a great place to do hypnotism shows because they used to obeying orders. So you, so you say sleep, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, so I started doing other things. So I started doing the hypnotherapy because that kept me at home. Um, I started doing a palmistry private, privately uh, in people's homes. And uh, I started, uh, oh, I went to Canada and studied osteopathy and uh, learned how to be an osteopath. And they're all, all occupations to keep me keep me at home. Right. And all to, to keep you engaged and all to keep getting me engaged, bored, they're right? All, they're, all, they're all different. You know, I could, I could end up doing all, all three of those in, in the same day and possibly wow. even get a magic show in the evening. So uh, it, it was good in that regard. Uh, I got very, very tired of doing the palmistry. It's great doing quick readings for fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, if someone comes and you've got them for a whole hour and they've got horrendous problems, and they, <laughs> they don't come when they're happy. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, They yeah. come when they've got big problems, and they want you to solve them. Right. And uh, I got I got really, really burned out with that, so right. uh, I didn't do that for, that for too long. So I guess your 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 um, answer to getting burnt out is just pick something else and, and, and do something something yes. different. Well, the, the writing was what saved me, really, uh -huh. because uh, I work hard on a book for three months, and then... That's closed. It's done, it's done and dusted. So then I can pick a completely different subject and write another book. Mm. So that kept, that kept me interested. So uh, that's that's been the best thing for me. In fact, when my writing career took off, which must be oh twenty eight years ago, I think, it, um, I had a New Zealand publisher, then a British publisher. But when I found an American publisher, my career absolutely took off. So uh, I've, I've virtually stopped performing for. 15 or 20 years. I never stopped performing completely because I had clients who I've entertained for regularly and they, they kept going. But that kept dwind that dwindled because mm -hmm. I wasn't doing any promotional marketing. Yeah. And at the same time, my writing income was increasing, but 
it was reaching a stage where I was thinking, hey, gee, I'm going to have to get back to the performing. Right. And then that suddenly suddenly took off. So for a long time, well, I, I have a need to perform. I think you probably do too. It's something mm. uh, you're really alive, you know, when you're performing. And when you're writing, it's a bit lonely. But uh, with the writing, uh, my publisher put me, put me on book tours every, every year and so every night I'd be standing up in a bookstore or a library or somewhere giving giving a talk about the topic of the book, and that satisfied that need in me. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, so, but gra gradually, I got a little bit tired of the travel. I was away from home three months a year, traveling overseas, and it was wonderful because I, I did book tours of Germany, South Africa, the UK, mm. Australia. I only did one book tour of New Zealand ever. <laughs> But it's the usual thing. You you're always better the further away from home. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You are. So so I loved I loved doing the book tours, and uh, then I sort of started doing lectures on subjects related to to the books because for a lot for a long time feng shui was hugely popular, mm. and um, I, I gave oh I even taught at the, taught at the university on feng shui of whether you know not a what do they call them? It was sort of an evening course at the university, right, right, and uh, which which was which was fun. Didn't make much money, but it was fun. I taught a memory course at a high school for a year once, and that was really great. Now that but, I actually think you'd, I mean, for 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 people that don't haven't seen you work, I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I mean, you did a lecture. And you were on on mentalism, and you were. I was like, oh, cool! I'm going to learn some. I'm going to learn some stuff. And then yeah. you're like, oh, this is how we do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in three years. I, <laughs> you know I mean? not, this is going to take me a long time to work into my brain. My God, yeah. like your, your yeah, your memory is is ridiculously good. Yes, yes. Well, well, I've, yeah, I do memory technique techniques, but the school would gave me the brightest. Um, 17-year-olds, I wanted the dumbest 13-year-olds mm. so that then they could see the change. But they, they, weren't, they weren't They were brave enough to employ me, but they weren't brave enough to, to right. do that. And I only did it for one year because it, it took up a big chunk of my time and uh, wasn't, very, wasn't very lucrative. So, so I'm, I'm someone that would say has... has I mean, I, I don't know if I have bad memory mm -hmm. or there is this idea that in ADHD people that... We don't necessarily like have bad actual memory. It's the assimilation of information as difficult. Yes. So you know you put the keys down, and then you walk around and you're like, "Where the hell did I put the keys?" It's not that I don't know where I, I can't remember where it, they, I put them. It's that I wasn't paying attention when That's I put exactly them down. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, the answer is just to go tap tap. Right. When you do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. But but that's like a, a sort of a microcosm of a bigger yeah. issue because. You know, anything with memory, I always sucked at. So in, in high school, right, like English was perfect. Yes. Because I could just read the teacher's guide, the teacher's marking, yeah. marking schedule, pretend I read a book, memorize the quotes on, on you know, yeah. get the quotes online, and then just bullshit my way through and get great grades. Like, mm -hmm. it was very simple, very easy. But then when it came to organic chemistry, you actually had to <laughs> memorize. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is hard work with this, yeah. you know? So... Anything that required memory. And then I went to uni and then it was more of the same. And I'm like, oh God, they want us to memorize this whole textbook in a yeah. month. I'm like, That's not going to happen, you know? So that was my issue was purely the memory thing. Mm -hmm. What would you say, like, what's your favorite way to train? Like, what do you, how, what do, you do for training the memory? What, what, what's your like, because you, you said you do, you, you know, you do memory work. So what was, yes. what's your sort of progress, progression through memory stuff? Through memory, I've, I've 
originally learned the simple way of remembering a shopping list. You know, one is gun, two, two is shoe, three is tree, four is door, and you associate them with those. And uh, you can go up to 10 quite, e- so quite how, e- so easily. Go, go into more detail. So what do you mean? So okay, the first... So, you, so you've got to get butter, so you sh- associate that with gun. Okay, because so, that's so the first s- thing on your list. First thing, yes. Okay. So you're shooting a gun and uh, out comes packets of butter. Ah, okay. So you have a visual you, image? You get it as clear as you can and you make it big or ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, then two would be shoe. So uh, I don't know, let's say you go, you want to buy peas. You can imagine trying to put your shoes on, but you can't because it's full of peas. And then you maybe imagine the sensation of you trying yeah. to put your shoes yes, on. That, and the, more, the, more, mm-hmm. the, the, the more the better. And you go, you go through like that. So do you have a, a list of these? So you said one is gun, two is peas, whatever. You have a list of these things already memorized, and then you just you've, associate. You've got to remember that, yes, yeah. yes, yes, that's right. Um, but that's the very basic level. That's, that's what I learned mm-hmm. originally. Mm-hmm. But there is what's known as the master system, and it relates each letter of the alphabet to uh, a, a number. So one relates to L, because it's a... And um, and uh, T or D, okay. Uh, two relates to N because it's got two the two downstrokes on the end. Three, of course, is M. Four is an R for okay. Um, and you get you go on you go on like that, and you can you can go up to you can go up to a thousand if if if, if you if you want. Mm-hmm. So if you've got if you've got to remember, say, say you're an actor and you're wanting to remember your remember your lines, you you associate each each line with with one of those but but so you you've got there are there are w- words for each each one okay so uh um oh uh one it's well since i've done this i think one at one is toe two two is noah okay uh, three is ma from the m r is uh ro- Yes, yes. You should have primed me up on this. Nah, I didn't, it's fine. I didn't know we're going to be talking about there, this. There is no need to like. I, 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 I can. Re, re, I can get it all back again. Yeah, and, yeah. Just by looking at my my mm-hmm. cheat, sheets. cheat sheets. But yeah. So yeah. so okay. So but how would you? Well, what's the mechanism there? So you would have a line. Yeah. And then you'd associate it with a number. Yes, but th- there's a, there's also another system called the palace. Okay, I know. Th- I know I've heard about that, yeah. and I, that's a, that's a difficult one. I've tried to implement before and and failed miserably. So. Yes, I've, I, I use that as well because if I'm doing a show and there are a number of memory things included so in you it. you use multiple systems. You use multiple systems because uh. then, then you can't accidentally get confused. Or, yeah, or, or I was wondering about that because people go, well, you can store infinite things in your mind palace. It's like, well, if I pull a drawer out and there's three things in there, now I just have the same clutter I have in my house. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I just got the same mess where I, I can't even clean my house. I'm not going to clean my memory palace. You know? Yes, 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 that's, that's right. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I tried to teach myself German using the memory palace mm. and I made the mistake of talking, putting too many words in each place. So, so, uh. Uh, so uh, I'd, I'd be wanting a word and searching for it and I could find the memory palace, but then then I had to go through all these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just took, it just took too too long. Yeah. So uh, I abandoned that that system. Okay. With, with with language, I try and relate it in some way to the the sound of the word or the spelling of the word mm. to a, a similar word in English, mm-hmm. and uh, that works very well for me. Yeah, I've I've found success with that just intuitively when I went mm-hmm. to Solomon Islands with Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, the locals there speak Roviana, which is like a really small language, 30,000 speakers worldwide. Yeah. 
And just from being there for two weeks, you know, I would hear a word and I would try to like find us, you know, a really related, yeah. related to some really silly word that I could, that I could memorize and remember. Mm-hmm. And um, by the end, I mean, in two weeks. So it turns out that if I'm just trying to sit at home and do it, I can't learn shit. Mm-hmm. But if I'm somewhere specific oh, yeah. and I'm around people that speak it, you know, by the end of the two weeks, I would be on the boat and someone would be like, hey, can you pass me the line? Yeah. in their language and I'd pass them and they'll be like, what the hell? You, what, you, you, there's no way you understood me. And I'm like, yeah, was, I got the word and I got the context and it was yes. fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's true. Immersion's the best way. Oh uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I, I always used to go to Germany every year for the Frankfurt book fair. So, uh, I'd have a couple of weeks in Germany every year and mm. I'd learn more while I was in Germany than I ever did when I, when I was home because mm-hmm. I've got no one I can speak German with. I, I do read German books, but, but uh, I only do that a month or two before I go to Germany. So mm-hmm. um, I met someone from Switzerland down at the ferry terminal a few days ago, and uh, he was delighted to find someone who spoke a bit of German. And uh, I've, I found a lot of my German, mind you, I haven't been there for three years because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So my German, I hadn't thought of it for three years. So some of it had gone, but it was great fun just speaking with with him. And words came back. It's quite. It's quite interesting. Yeah, because because our memory is perfect. Everything we learn is there. Is there. It's just the recall, mm. and our, our recall can be faulty. Yeah, I find I, it's interesting because some people are really good at like translating from between a language to another. Right? Yes. They can think and, and and really easily switch between them. But I find because I'm a native Romanian speaker, mm-hmm. and so when I go back, like of course I can speak Romanian anytime I want, but. Some like you know, uh, there's that clunkiness of trying to find the word, or yes. or trying to find the expression, or, or or you know, being socially. If you know, if if I haven't been there for a while, I might say something in a way that's not a hundred percent, like it's it's grammatically correct, but it's not the way you would say it. You no, know what I mean? No. Like it's it's like it's a bit jarring. Yeah, it's like wait, you know, you don't sound like you have an accent, but you just all, all of a sudden said yeah. something that we wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. So that sort of like calibration takes a couple weeks. Yes. And then yes. once I start dreaming in Romanian, yeah, well then you're right. Aren't I'm you? in. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, it's no one can tell the difference, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take a couple of weeks. Yes. So when someone asks me to translate, sometimes it's really difficult for me. Like I, it, I need that adjustment period of being able to, you know, maybe maybe now that I've been in New Zealand for so long, and my English is really good. Yeah. If I went and lived in Romania for six months, a year, whatever, maybe I could translate between them much easier. I think you would. Yes, I think you'd be yeah. able to. Yeah. But I do struggle just from from now you know translating although I, I can it's just a bit a bit more difficult than other people seem to find it mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so with the memory stuff there's i know there's competitions yes. right where they'll like memorize a deck of cards yes how is that just doing that mind palace stuff over and over mm-hmm. again and you just get that familiarity with everything with the locations and you just can yes you you to memorize a deck of cards, you'd have 52 locations mm-hmm. because you've got to forget it. You don't want to remember the last time you shuffled right. a deck and did it. So so it's got to be fresh each time. So if you wanted to permanently memorize a deck, would you... Oh, you could do the same thing, but then have then to keep it. And just keep keep yes. make, like repeating that. Yes, yes. Yeah, see, I've, I've promised uh, Samuel Pratt, I don't know if you know who he is, but no. uh, he's a cardist magician mm-hmm. um, from, from local guy, but he's really, really good. And we both made a pack. Like next time you're on the podcast, we're gonna learn a stack, okay? Because we're both lazy with that, and uh, I haven't done anything, and it's 
coming up on the time where <laughs> I oh. probably should get him back on. <laughs> and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> you, should, you should learn the Joyal stack. Okay. J-O-Y-A-L. It's, uh, it was originally called the six-hour memorized deck. Uh, it doesn't take that long. It takes more like an hour than a bit of practice to, right. to get it down. And it, I learned that one because I learned the Tamara stack. I learned the Aronson stack. But because I wasn't performing regularly, I lost I lost them. Mm. And uh, this, uh, they guaranteed that you can never forget it, no matter what. Mm. And uh, it, it is true because I can turn down shows if I've got a deadline on a book. I won't accept any work. So I might go two or three months without doing any work. And, but then when I stand up, I can, I can immediately do something with the, with the Joyle stack. Is it a cyclical stack or why is it, why is it so easy to remember? Uh, it's, got, it's got 12 rules. Ah, okay. And, uh, and it's... Um, once once you've got them, it's very easy, and it looks like a it looks like a completely random stack. Mm. And I taught it to my friend who I have lunch with on Fridays, and we we can now do any card at any number, wow. any any time any time we we want. Yeah, and I'm known as a magician, but he he's not. Yeah. You know, as far as he that's a that's crazy for someone to 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 just oh yeah, yeah. let me just learn a stack. Yes, as yes. one of my first things. I yeah. So I'd love you to learn the Joyal because any any time you and I are somewhere, we could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll easily move the card where yeah. you want it. Out there. <laughs> just it would just tell me where. You, yeah. Well, with my friend, we don't do it with a deck of cards. Ah. Well, we have them whisper, whisper um, any card to him, mm -hmm. and uh, then he'll say something like, "You're not going to believe this. Richard's been studying this for 24 years." And <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, um, I remember. So we because we, we've been doing this this sort of uh, open mic night show type stuff, yes. the something magic, and um, it's basically just a way for us to get fire under our asses and you know learn yeah. new shit yeah. uh, and perform new shit. You know, because sometimes you know how it is when you, when you're performing gigs <clears throat> and they pay you a thousand dollars to just rock up for an hour it's like i don't want to do some crap you know that, that <laughs> i just learned you know like I'll, I'll do my good stuff yeah of course you got uh, to. so so it's also like but that's a good thing because you know you you really nail down those as i said you know the equivocate details or you know or whatever whatever your a game yeah. stuff is but then you never develop you never get new no, stuff because no. you're just like ah oh, you know that was a good gig let me relax now you know yeah. like yeah. and then the next gig comes around and you're like oh crap okay let me do my best stuff so yeah. So something magic is really nice for that because the whole premise is do some new stuff, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really scary. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, when, uh, Brendan Dooley came through mm -hmm. and he was a guest performer, he did some crazy memory stuff. Yes. He's, you know? good. he's good. He's good with his memory stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he was basically, um, asked, you know, what's your name? Cool. Uh, pick a object. Okay. What's your name? And he just went through the whole audience and then, you know, went back and he said, okay, you, you're the flower vase, you, and he just went through and told everyone after the end of the, at the end of his act, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then he did some stack stuff and it was, it was amazing. It was great. It was, I, I was absolutely flawed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I talked to my, my, um, uh, my friend, he's a, uh, he, he does a law. He, I think he did a conjoint with law and, and computer science or programming or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's quite smart, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he said, Oh yeah, you know, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, 
you know, that stuff with the object was pretty easy, but everything else was hard. And I'm like, <laughs> you mother, you know, I got so mad at him. I'm like, you smart piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> well, man, like, yeah, if I had that memory and, you know, found that easy, I, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd be over the moon, but yes, yes. no, that's good. <clears throat> I got caught up once with it when I was doing the memory and it was for a think tank. It was a government think tank and they were all at, um, Oh, the Apawanui, I've forgotten the name of that luxurious place there. So there are about a, about a dozen of them in the room. Mm. And uh, I did, did the, 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 the name and the, and, the, and the object. And one, and one said uh, polyethyl carbonate, or, but it was much more involved, involved mm. than that. And that completely threw me. I could get everything, but I couldn't, couldn't for the life of me get that. Right, right, right. Because I didn't know what it was in the first place. So it was hard and to uh, associate yeah. with anything that, yeah, because you had to remember the word yeah. by itself, let alone trying to, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, he did it deliberately, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it, it, made, it made no difference. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You should have been like, ah, poly but something. I, but I remember it. Yeah, I mean, when it, it's the, the mistakes never leave. No, oh, right. God. Yeah. I, I just recently had a heckler in one of my gigs. And you know how, you know, it's the hecklers, like, I don't mind you trying to work out a trick. I don't mind you trying to even mess me up. Yeah. But if you're going to not cooperate, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. if you're just going to, here, sign this card on the face. Yeah. No, I want to sign it on the back. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could just, you know, you don't have to be here. Like, if yeah. you don't want to do what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or like, you know, lying about cards or, or, or if you get something right. So, for example, this was the first time. So, you know, the triumph, uh, the, the, the premise of the yeah. triumph, right? The, for people watching, cards get shuffled, mixed up, face up, face down. Usually I say like the spectator's trying to fuck me up. So they, they shuffle it face up, face down. It's yeah. all mixed. Then you snap your fingers and they're all back. But yeah. those aren't, but yeah. uh, that's a double backer. So <laughs> I, I- Bit hard to fix that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard <laughs> one. Um, but right, so that's the premise. And and a, a common sort of plot for this premise is, is that, you know, the spectator's trying to fuck us up. And they take the deck and they just mess it up, face yeah. up, face down, right? This doesn't actually happen. This is a plot device. It's it's a way to just yeah. you know create some sort of tension. This actually happened, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Oh, great!" You know, in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, for the first time, I don't even have to set this up. Yeah. This is yeah. perfect." Yeah. I then write the deck, right? So she shuffled face up, face down, specifically to mess me up. Um, and as I said, she was very difficult. And then I, I, I did my thing. I snapped my fingers. The deck's the right way. Mm -hmm. And everyone else like, holy crap, he just got her. And she's like, no, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, of course. So like, even uh, when I get it right, you're not impressed. <laughs> she's not impressed. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, next, next. You know, like this is pointless. Yeah. You yeah. have to walk on water, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> even, <laughs> even then, then. <laughs> even then, she'd be like, ah, Jesus did it better, you know. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... This is these two like this heckler was the second time in my whole performing career that I've ever had one that's like genuinely just not even you know like lying about cards and that sort of that sort of. Oh, I, I used to get that a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I've never really had it, but the point is that it's happened you know one time half a decade ago and then this time, yeah. and I'll never forget them. You know what I mean? These are yeah. the the ones that you just like. They never leave your memory, no matter how much you try. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I stopped doing the tossed out deck, you know, where you toss it out and they, they have a glimpse at a card. Mm. And you'd always get some, always a guy who, who'd say a, a completely different card. And I, what I really wanted to do was say, well, look, there isn't, it's not even in the deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what's in the deck. Yeah. 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 It, it drives me nuts when, you know, like I'll, 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 I'll peek a card or I'll, yeah. 
maybe force it or whatever. And then they lie. And I'm like, you realize I know what, like, yeah, you, 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 yeah, yeah. It's, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So since we were talking about the memory, I was just thinking it's interesting because the one thing, so one, one thing that's almost probably as impressive to be honest, if not more mm-hmm. is in chess. Right, yes. where, where these grandmasters can play blindfolded. Mm-hmm. They can play multiple games blindfolded yes. and beat your ass, so, you know, mm-hmm. beat everyone in the room. It's, yeah. it's insane. Um, and to a non-chess player, it's magic, basically. Yeah. It's, I mean, it you know. Um, but the more you play chess, I mean, I'm not I'm not very good. Like, I'm compared to an average person, I'm okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll beat most people. But it's, you know, I used to play when I was 12 for a club and stuff, and I was never, you know, I won... I won one tournament in the lowest in the lowest category of play skill, right? You've done better than me. So, so yeah. But the point is that any serious chess player yeah. would whip my ass. Yeah. But even for my for me, the memory of remembering moves mm-hmm. is way easier than almost any other thing. Like I'm not, I cannot remember a full game in my head, mm-hmm. but I can remember half a game. Yes, you know, which is like. Still a lot of moves. Remember, you did this. He did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the, the pattern recognition, like you've you've been in that position so much that yeah. you you know what I mean. Like you can instantly draw back to oh, this is the king's Indian with the decline variant or whatever. I'm just making up. Chess players don't crucify crucify me. Uh, you know. So and then you you can start to name these variations and you can attribute names to them and then you go okay. So we got to this you know queen's gambit declined where he tried to keep that pawn. And then he did a weird move where he moved this. And so yeah. you're starting to, you know, on on already knowledge you already have about this position, you start to just add a couple more moves, you know, because I can get to that position anytime I want. Yeah. It's the extra little moves that I would be struggling to remember. So now I'm only really remembering three more moves because yeah. of the pattern recognition yes. so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously grandmasters that have hundreds of thousands of games. Yeah, they've got a huge... They've got a huge pattern recognition. Yeah. Um, so is that similar to the the memory palace stuff? Like, would you say it, it, that it's yeah? I'd say, I'd say it would similar. Be, would, would be would be similar. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have, I've got I've got a grandson who's keen on chess, so, so I'm I'm mm. sort of going to start getting into it again. Just to yeah, yeah. Just to, just I haven't played chess. Oh, probably since I was at high school because yeah. I, I belong to the chess club and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a typical nerdish thing for. A, a magician, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's there's some aspect of it that's um, I don't know. It's chess is interesting because it's 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 there are you know there's a lot of strategy, yeah, but it's all open. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about poker, for example, there's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of playing odds. Yeah, right. Like, what are the odds that he has this and and you can kind of go, well, if I lost that hand, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, maybe I made the right play, but he he just had better luck or, yep. or whatever, right? And there's a lot of games. I mean, I obviously have a lot of board games here. There's a lot of strategy games that are in the same vein where it's like I can make the best possible move and still lose, and that's fine. Yes. Right? That's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. With chess, though, it's 100% your fault. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Yes. <laughs> and so, and so the fr- it's just one of the most frustrating games I've ever played in my life yeah. because you'll spend three hours yes. and then make one mistake and then you're fucked. And, but there you're gone. Yes, Done. yes, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Move that. Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, for me, it's it's more like I'll hype, you know, I'll get, again, I'll get close to the end game of a, of a three-hour game mm-hmm. 
there's we're equal in, in, in material, equal in position. Maybe maybe I have a slight advantage that's even more frustrating. Yeah. And then and then I'm like hyper focusing on the set of attacks and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I move my piece there. Fuck, it's not defended. Yeah. Like it, it's just some very simple, you know, like I'll overlook something because I'm hyper focusing on a set of 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 attacks. Yes. And then yes. I'll just boom, done. Game uh-huh. over. It's it's it's, it's absolutely I've never been that angry. Maybe <laughs> I can imagine. Maybe in computer programming is a similar thing where it's like oh I'll write God. a code and I just it doesn't work and I don't yes. know why and I'm like oh, okay. So frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So you, as I said, you're a man of many talents. Um, I want to ask you, and this is a question I've been thinking about. So for me in magic, I have this problem with the with the magician's guilt. Right, because I know how it's done, and yes. and to some extent you have to lie, mm-hmm. and and we everyone accepts that that's the point, right? Yeah. Uh, I've gotten better at it. <laughs> I've gotten better at not feeling that guilty about it, and not sort of allowing that to give me to give me myself away. But there's a, still this thing where in my in the back of my head, it's like, how much responsibility do we have as performers, especially in in mentalism? It's probably it's a bit more pronounced mm-hmm. to not give the audience a false worldview. Right. Yes. How much of that is our responsibility, and how much, like, you know, what, can you make the argument either, for either side? Uh, yes. Well, for for one side, anything goes because you do it. You're doing a show, so mm. anything goes. But um, there are pr- provisos. Uh, I used to give a talk on um, which was the talk I did. Oh, yes, yes. How to tell if someone's lying or not, and. Uh, I used I used to use a memorized deck. They would ch- they would choose a card, and then I would ask them a number of questions. They could tell the truth or lie, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd ask the audience what they thought each each time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would always get it right because I knew what the I knew what the card was, and I did that for a long time. But people people were coming up afterwards and were saying, "How long did it take you to uh, you know be able to develop this this incredible skill of being able to tell if someone's lying?" And uh, I was I was lying. When I told, <laughs> and so I had to, I had to stop doing it because I didn't stop doing the talk, but I stopped doing that that particular that, that particular convincer because pe- people didn't see it as a trick. Mm. Well, there was no other magic, and I just produced the deck because it was fifty two random things, and uh, yeah, you know, so uh, it, I guess it was easy for them to accept it to unless accept they knew it. I was a magician. Yeah, my my lawyer was actually in the on one of the one of the occasions, and she came up to me afterwards and said. Tell me that was a trick, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. So even even you felt like that's a bit a bit a bit too far. Yes, mm. yes, yes, mm. yes. Yeah, and, I, and uh, people people always ask me, "Am I psychic?" And I say, "Well, yes, but so are you. Every everyone's psychic. We've all got these abilities." Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, and, I, and I believe that. I believe that we, we all we all have hunches and feelings and intuitions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and. Uh, I think I, I think I probably developed mine more than most people because when I'm on stage, strange things do happen sometimes because I might get a definite feeling about something, and if I go with it, it's probably going to. The chances are it's, it might be right, mm. but if I don't go with it, and they say, and I hadn't gone with it, I always think, oh, gee, I should, you know. Right. So I've learned that it pays to go with my hunches and feelings. Interesting. And I'm not expected to be perfect. Uh-huh. When I started off with the horoscope parties, I was perfect. And after I've been doing that for a year or so, someone came up to me and said, 
does everything always work out every every time? Mm. And I said, no, of course not, because it's so... But then I thought, well, hang on a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so now you get them wrong sometimes. Yes, I del- deliberately get them wrong sometimes. Mm. In, the, in the horoscope party situation, mm-hmm. I did. I had a lot of repeat audiences, so I had to keep changing the stuff I did. And um, there were... There was no, there were no computerization or anything, so I had had everyone's names. Everyone signed a little address book when they when they came in to give me a mailing list, and uh, I'd, I'd put in my diary. I'd record the effects I'd done, five or six effects I'd done, so uh, I could check to see when that person seen me before, so they could do you know, mm-hmm. a different series of tricks. But you you can't keep track of everyone because yeah. you don't always know who's going to turn up at the yeah. parties. And sometimes, sometimes depending on how much time has passed, yes, that's right. It, they won't remember. Yes, I mean, and sometimes I say, "I hope you do that thing." Where? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, because I've I've done the same trick to someone, you know, a year later, and they just no, act they like it's know. the hottest shit ever. And yeah. you know, I'm like, well, yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, because my whole thing, right? Um. Yeah, as I said, I, I, you know, I came up in the church, being young and stuff, so. And and to some degree, I, I definitely felt like I was lied to. Um, I was I was a Sunday school teacher for a while. Mm. Yeah, I, I was very religious. Yeah, it's, it's know, not gr- that I, growing up. Yeah, it's not that I I necessarily think religion is bullshit. Like I'm agnostic, right? So I I think it could be, it could not. Yeah. Who knows, right? I haven't seen any proof yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not like hard stance on any 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 particular direction. But my my hunch, my feeling was that there's this cognitive this uh, cognitive bias that everyone sort of keeps reinforcing. You know what I mean? Where yeah. if something happens that they were praying for or whatever, then yeah. it's like the big, you know, it's, it's yeah. yeah. So, and then if it doesn't happen, well, you know, it's sort of brushed off. It's the, you know, the classic sort of a uh, cold read yeah, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, I think, I think that part of that guilt that I feel is, is sort of related to that. And, yeah. and it's like, well, I didn't really, get into it to be the same thing that I kind of and that annoyed me about it. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I will go out of my way often to present it. You know, my, my whole presentation thing is like, I'm a Romanian con man, right? That's the whole thing. So my, you know, I'll go in and I'll open with, Oh yeah. So what do you know about, you know, where are you from? Oh yeah, cool. I'm Romanian. What do you know about Romania? And they'll, they'll try to like bounce around the topic. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I know what you're trying to say. I know you're trying to be nice, but let's be honest. We're known for stealing shit anything you got, I'll take it, you know, like, and so that's sort of the, the opener. And yeah. then, and then I go in from there, but it's always like, if you ever go traveling, don't play this game. Let me show you, you know, yeah, like, it's yeah, always yeah. like, I'm on your side. Don't worry yeah, about it. We're yeah. just going to show you, yeah. you know? So I'm always, I always try to side with the audience and I always, even if, even if obviously I do something they don't know, I try to give them some sort of relatively real explanation relatively. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for example, you know, if we're doing two card Monty, three card Monty sort of mm-hmm. stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll give them this explanation about your attention's like a spotlight. Anywhere it moves, you actually commit it to memory. But anywhere it's the spotlight isn't, if you try to go back and remember, you yeah. can't remember because you never actually got the input, yeah. right? And so I play with the memory, I play with the spotlight, I play outside of the spotlight. That's yeah. sort of the, the answer I give. And it's it's real. It's it's yeah. really what yeah. we do, but there's some yeah. caveat, right? It. But it's enough that I don't feel guilty because I'm like, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm up here and the audience is down here, peasants that don't know oh, anything. No, you can't do, you can't right? Do that. I hate that performance style. I absolutely yeah. hate it. So they recognize it right away. Yeah. Unless you're unless you're doing it as a joke. Mm. You know, like Bill Malone. 
Yeah, yeah, that's I right. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, that guy can get away with anything. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, so so that's sort of the, the approach I have, you know? And so when it came down to me doing the mentalism act, mm-hmm. I was like, how the fuck do I perform this? How do I present it in a way that makes me feel okay with it, yeah. you know? And uh, so I just went with a, with a sort of... Like this is the difference between magic and mentalism. And I, I did this yeah. magician would do this, but a mentalist would not touch the deck. And then I, you know, so it's like, I'm still just demonstrating a skill that could yeah. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm not pretending that it's psychology or psychicness or, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Um, yes it's best not to say anything, make no claims. Nothing. Right. And just let people assume. Yeah. And then it's a, you know, if you want to assume whatever you want to assume, then that's, yeah. that's on you yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That's how I've sort of dealt with it, but yes. I'm still struggling and I think I'm still trying to push towards being more, playing the character more, uh-huh. you know, instead of yes. being scared to and pulling back, yes. playing it a bit more. Because I don't think, I think there is a, a space, as you said, for for the entertainment aspect. Like, you know, if if I, if I'm so scared and guilty that I don't even want to act, yeah. uh, the, the time dilation we were talking about on the Chris Cut Force, mm-hmm. then the effect will suck. Yeah. So I have to, at some point, do this ridiculous thing that you doesn't do. actually mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's sort of where I'm at, but it's uh, it's interesting. Have you, do you know about the uh, Cam Chesterfield? Yeah. 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 Did you read the the, the book, Psychic Mafia? Yes. Many, yeah. many times. I think I have it somewhere. If I didn't, I lent it to my mom. Yeah, oh, no, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a fascinating story. Fascinating book. I, I, I got something from that because... Um, Breaking, breaking a glass and chewing it. Ah, uh, yeah. He, it was the ice cubes he <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, d- I did that. Ah, uh, nice, for, for nice. Yeah. So to anyone listening, this is a fascinating story. Uh, the book is actually quite hard to get. It's it about a hundred bucks or something. But um, if you, there is a BBC audio series on it. Uh, so if you look up Camp, I think the Psychic Mafia, something like that, Camp Chesterfield, Lamarquine, you you'll find you find the audio book, audio series. It's really, really interesting. It basically goes through the whole book, but in audio form and with oh, interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, to summarize, um, I don't know. I don't remember the exact time frame. Do you remember the year? Oh, he was doing that back in the 60s. I 60s, think. okay. I think the book came out in the middle 70s. Okay, so yeah, during the 60s, basically in in, in the invalid, oh, spiritualist yeah. sort of movement Spiritual in America. Camps. Yeah, Yeah, they had these... Uh, they still, still go. I did see that. They yeah, had Chesterfield's like, still there. Yeah, and they had so online. Uh, L- Lilydale is the other big one. Yeah, I, then they had the online. I saw, I actually looked yeah. it up during COVID. They had online, like, lect- not lectures, but everything was, you could go, you, you could, could go. join online. Yeah. And I was really tempted. I might still yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> just for the history, you know, just for the. I think you'd be disappointed. Yeah, but, probably. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so these camps, they would, you know, they would bring in spiritualists psychics mm-hmm. all the you know as we talked about and um people would come and get their fortune t- told or uh seances yeah. right what that's about that's about yeah that's what that's what basically what they did yeah but what was really fascinating is that it explores uh Lamarquine and his friend Raul I believe mm-hmm. and uh how they got into it how they developed you know the skill set and how they got accepted as one of the spiritualists or the, one of the the, the the seance people um and it just explores basically what they would do is they would have these big camps around the country and they realized that it would be the same sort of clientele that would go from camp to camp because, you know, the people that believed in it, they would, you know, really want to believe in it. 
And so they would go from one spiritualist to the next and get seance readings from this person and this person and that, that camp. And so they developed a, um, a system where they had filing cabinets underneath, like a basement full of filing yeah. cabinets with every single piece of information on every person that's ever been in there. So, and then they would, they would basically swap yeah. uh, information between the camps. So if someone came to the camp that has never actually been there, we would already have the notes on them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so we'll see you at 3 p.m. I'll go downstairs, open up the yeah. file. Oh yeah, that died of cancer. This happened, this happened. Cool, cool, cool. I have, the, I have all I need. You go up, you give some cold reads, you give some warm reads because now you know some stuff yeah. and, um, and you do the thing. And, you know, they did a bunch of, uh, well, what I found fascinating was the, the descriptions of, of the actual, I don't know what you call them, but the ectoplasm. Oh yes, the ectoplasm. And, yeah, yeah, so they would like turn off the lights and they would have these talking trumpets where they would, I don't really, I, I still can't really visualize what, how they worked, but basically. Oh, I've got one, I should have brought it. If you told <laughs> it if you, but now we can discuss this, I could have brought it. Well, next time I'll, I'll get. I'll have you bring it in. But, but basically they had these, these trumpets where you know, sus supposedly the spirits would talk through mm -hmm. and this, this kind of unraveling material obviously in the dark it looked like shimmering light that's right um that would they would like kind of start unraveling which was some sort of material that i still quite don't understand how it worked or what what they used but well it, it can compact into no, absolute nothing but when it's opened it, it it's great it's great it's huge mm. and then they can put it back back so it disappears right so in the, in, disappears. The, in the very very poorly lit dark yeah. room that the, the seance would take place yeah. you would just see these things unfolding and raveling and while this, you know, the spirits are talking and yeah, your dead relative is telling you this or that. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, just to, to make it more believable mm -hmm. and, you know, they got caught a bunch of times, which is quite funny. Makes no difference. Yeah. Makes people no, still believe. No difference. Yeah. Yeah. Even the lady that, that, um, that adopted him in the end, mm -hmm. he told her like, I have to confess and she didn't believe him. Yeah. That's fascinating to me. It's like, interesting, isn't what, it? What is that? Like, what is that mechanism? I, I don't know. Lots of psychics have been caught out and people justify it. They say, well, he's he's got to be on every every night. Every night he's doing this stuff. So he has to cheat sometimes. Most of it's real, but he has yeah. to cheat just sometimes. And it's, it's it's almost the same as the, the rationalizations. They're talking about the closed eye. Yeah, um, open eye. Closed eye, half open and oh, open-eyed... Yeah. Um, what do you call them? Wink, wink psychics? Eye, wink eye and, oh, yeah, yeah, they're psychics. Psychics, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, so so the closed eye basically added to your believability mm -hmm. because it meant that the psychic was actually believed that they were psychic and they might not even use any tricks and they might be terrible because they might not actually be real. Uh, surprise, surprise. But you needed them around to create this, you know, if you had an old lady that literally believed she was psychic, mm -hmm. that create, you know, created more, um, I guess, more reputability or, or, yeah, believability to your cause. Then you have the half-eyed psych, uh, half-open or wink. Yeah. Uh, what do you call them? Wink eye. Wink eyed uh, psychics, which believed that they, they had the power and the psychic ability, but they also needed to push it along with some yeah. trickery at some point. Mm -hmm. And then the fully open were like basically just complete frauds and they yeah. knew they knew 100 percent, yeah. but they just wanted the money and and the fame and the glory and what else came yeah. with it yeah and it's very hard to pick pick who is who mm. you know for, for an average person and yeah and who. i think i think a lot of them maybe not the leaders but a lot of them i think what came in that middle category mm -hmm. 
because yes. they're rational. Like, as you say, if, if people get told they're fake and they don't believe it, the rationalization of someone in doing those things, yes. like the self-rationalization of like, I'm doing the right thing because yes, must be so, you know, like it must be a really crazy mechanism, a really good mechanism to kind of cover the guilt. Yes, yes, it must be. You know? Uh, one year, one year, I, I was at the Easter show for many, many years doing uh, palm readings. Mm. It was very, very luc- lucrative. And I had the same people come back year after year after year. But one year I was right next to the lady who did the tarot card readings. And uh, one day we were having a, a quiet, quiet afternoon and I was in her in her, in her, her booth chat, chatting with her. And um, I picked up her tarot deck and immediately noticed that she cut the corner short on the, <laughs> on the, the desk card. Yeah. And I asked her about that, and she said, oh, it's just to make sure that when they're finished mixing it and all the rest of it, I just cut it, and no one gets a death card. That's that's all. I'm not cheating. Yeah, yeah, that, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm only using a, a magician technique that's yeah, been yeah. used for hundreds of his, yeah. for centuries, but that's not, that's yeah. not cheating, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fascinating. So she would consider herself... A, Actually, I, th- I don't think she was a close to at all. Right, <laughs> I think, right. I think she knew exactly what she was she was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I, I, I don't quite, I think what it is, it's that sort of, it's, you see this in politics, you see this in, you know, in, in people that want to f- basically lock in their beliefs, lock in their understanding of the world, lock yeah. in their um, perspective on life and not be told they're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll yes. they'll join the camp of right wing, left wing, yeah. whatever, and die hard no matter what. They'll yes. just find ways to rationalize their position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if truth comes out, it's too painful to admit, wait, all these years I was wrong. Yes. Yes, that's right. They right? Can't, it's they can't too big it. of an ego hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just go, no, I'm going to double down. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. But you must have had people who don't like magic because it, it's satanic. Do you get that? Even when, even when you're just doing card tricks? Um, not so much at gigs and whatnot um, because, you know, Performing in bars, yes, yeah, restaurants, clubs, yeah. the type of people that come through, you know, yeah, usually a bit, yeah. bit drunk. They don't really care. No, if anything, they don't like be not knowing what's going on. So that's usually where the biggest hurdle is. Um, ego hit, you know, yeah. same sort of thing. Which I then I have to make sure the massage, especially if it's a guy with a with a oh, girl yeah. or whatever, yeah. I have to make sure he finds the card. He finds her card even better. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. You got to you got to find the ways around that. Yeah. That's something you've got to learn, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Tendency is to do it for the pretty girl, for the you yeah. don't, don't realize someone's getting angrier and angrier over here. Yeah, well, I mean, that's 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 number one for clubs. It's like the number yeah. one thing is 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 you know make the guy feel like yeah. you know he's absolutely top dog. Yeah, it's uh, although the 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 reality. I'll, I'll get back to your question, but the funny thing is, I'm not really worried at some some of the clubs because um, the bouncers love me. <laughs> 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 and they're big, big Tonga boys. So yeah. <laughs> any problem? I'm like, hey, yeah, <laughs> come yeah. get this. No pro- no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Sometimes that that I never had to use it, but mm-hmm. just knowing it's there, knowing because yeah. I, I used to do this regular gig at Holy Moly in uh, Ponsonby, mm-hmm. and it would be the same, you know, rotation of three bounces. Yeah, lovely guys. I'd perform for th- every time. I'll take the time out to perform yeah. for them when I come in, when I leave. Right. So every time, you know, by the you know this three, five, six months in, they're like, we're best mates, you know? Yeah. Like every time we leave, I leave, he's like, bro, love yourself, brother. Love yourself, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. You know, you too. So 
any problem, I know these guys would just yeah. jump at the time, you know? So, um, yeah, but it's never happened. It was, I got close one time with just some guy that was a bit too drunk, but yeah. never happened. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question, I think it, it, because of the religious background, I think that came on a lot in my early years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it's the reason why I, I kind of, I think, I think it's sort of my generation as well, the cardistry, yeah. you know, yeah. and then that, that sort of proves a point because you go, well, look how much time I'm spending. Yeah. It can't be, it can't be satanic because no. clearly I'm putting in work. It's not just like miracles. Mm. Um, and I guess that, that whole approach of, of the sleight of hand hustler, it takes you away from the miracle maker. Yes. That's, that's, that's right. Yes. Which I, Again, I think when you're 13, it's a hard position to take. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if I'm... Oh, it's good for the ego, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I fooled him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also mean like, you know, if you're 13 years old and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I've got psychic powers. I, I guess that's if you really commit to the bit, that could work. But it's also, it's I feel hard. like it's hard, right? Because it's, it's, you have to be some child saint sort of yeah, would. persona. Would. Otherwise it wouldn't really, wouldn't really be plausible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had that in my early, and my parents also had, they believed, you know, yeah. David Copperfield is definitely satanic and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had to work pretty hard yeah. in my sleight of hand to yeah. prove them otherwise. Yeah. Incidentally, David Copperfield owns, owns Lama Keen's chair, which is on the front cover of that book. Mm. It's in his museum. Mm. Mm. So, so mum, maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I think after a few years when, you know, basically they'll be like, how did they do this? And I'm like, okay, this, this, and then how do they do this? And it's like, okay, it's this. And then how do they, you know? Um, but I, actually my mom, no, my dad's sister, also very religious, and she never really, because she, she wasn't, she lived out in the South Island. Yes. So she never really uh, saw my magic. Yes. And then it was hilarious because she came in, and this was a, around a time where I tried to do some kids' magic. And uh, I had a change bag and I had some other little sponge yep. balls and some other crap. And um, I did one gig and I, I called, I packed it in. I, I can't, didn't, I didn't just like entertaining children. Oh, it's so stressful and I don't know what I'm doing. And it's, yeah. it's just, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I left there think, feeling dirty, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, this is, I'm just, <laughs> I'm selling out, you know, yeah. it's not what I want to do. Um, but anyway. So I had, I had this change bag, I had the sponge balls, I had this, and I was like, okay, cool, let, like, I'll show you something. And I just did the handkerchief, change bag, take it out, can't take it. You know, the classic yeah, kids yeah, routine. Yeah. And she was convinced it was satanic. <laughs> oh, she? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you know, like, the change bag had like a little puffy ball. Oh, the yeah, end. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It clearly looks like a prop. Like yeah. there's no chance that it, it was the funniest thing. And I, I you know, I, I couldn't stop laughing. Um, but yeah. Apart from that, no, not really. <laughs> but you must have had that because, I mean, again, if you're dealing with palm reading horoscopes, yes, you know, then yes. then then you're kind of more into the believable I'm, territory. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm asking for it, aren't I? Yeah, you know, in a way. So what what it, like can you do you remember any specific instances where someone freaked out? No, I've I've had people faint when uh, when I've been uh, giving wow. them uh, giving them a palm reading. You know, it's just overwhelmed and uh, mm. and uh, but uh, I, I always got around that but saying I'm I'm actually a stage hypnotist as well. And yeah, you've got to look into this side. This is the one that 
does the hypnosis and <laughs> <laughs> people people tend to believe it. <laughs> that is that's crazy. I can't say anyone's ever fainted from my magic. So that, that's that, that's that's a pretty big goal, actually. Now now that you say it, I'm gonna try to make okay. someone faint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. just scare them really hard. Freaked or out the first time. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it's it's happened several times over, oh, the, wow. over, the, over the years. I th I think there's something personal. You know, you're, you're holding their hand and um I'm. I'm you know, fe feeling their hand as I'm doing that, doing the different things, and they're focusing in, and I'm talking about them ex exclusively, and I think it, for some people it's just a bit overwhelming. Yeah, and I mean, again, if you if you're in that camp where you want to believe, mm. or you believe just straight up, yeah, and then all the things that are happening are sort of reinforcing that. Yeah, your emotions are already at a high, and mm. and you're so crafty with the cold reads too man yeah. i mean i you did some stuff for us in yeah. the in the um ibm meeting did i yeah yeah, yeah you on the on the mentalism night oh yes, well, yes. was it bam i don't, I don't uh, know yes, which yes, one's yes, which, which one at this point yeah, yeah. yeah it's the same people yeah. that hang out so yeah um and i remember you doing my cold read mm -hmm. and i i wanted like i obviously don't want to mess you up right no. but i also don't want to make it easy because you know you're really mm -hmm. good so i you know that classic thing of like, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try not give anything away. Yeah. But then it usually doesn't matter anyway. No, it doesn't matter. But in this case, I was like, well, it's a cold read, so let me let me try to not give anything away. Mm. I mean, why why give extra information? Yeah. And um, you said something about, you know, oh yeah, you're really successful. And then my just instinctually, I was like, oh god, you know, because it's it, imposter syndrome. You never feel like it's enough, right? No, like no, you never feel no, like you've done enough. No, that's right. And so I was like, oh, and I I, I remember like my my face changing, yeah. and then you're like. But you want to do more? I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. It was, yeah. you know, you just like picked up on every yeah. single little bit. I was yeah. like, yeah, man, you're you're a master at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I knew you what you were doing, and it still hit really yeah. well. So yeah. for someone oh, that's, that, that's great. You know, for someone that doesn't, one doesn't know what the hell you're doing, and two believes 100. Yes. percent I can I can definitely imagine that emotional roller coaster of yeah. like, you know, you're so almost scared because you don't know what's coming. Yes. Yes. And then, yeah, everything's hitting. Yes, yes. I've had people who, are, who, who at the end of it said, uh, "Oh, I'm I'm so relieved." You said all, all the all the nice things. Um, I've got a few secrets, <laughs> and I, and I said, "Oh, yes, yes." When when you're about twenty five, go. At that point, you're just messing with them. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's, me, that's messing with them. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I. Uh, the cold read stuff is, is is fascinating to me. I don't know, like it's one of those things. As I said, with with not not reading books to start with to, to lay the foundation. There's a lot of stuff that I'm missing in my development, right? So, yes. the mentalism stuff, a lot of the stuff that seems like magic, like not that seems like magic, that that works almost as magic would. Yes, I sort of have understandings of yes. mechanics and all the stuff, right? Mm. Um, but a lot of the propless stuff, the, you know, the, the cold reads, the, 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 the many, um, outs and, and the, yes. those sort of things I haven't really delved into. So for me, cold reading, I understand the concept, but I don't understand the mechanism, if that makes sense. Like I don't, and I remember you t teaching it. And again, it was, it was like overwhelming, you know, it's yes. like, that's a whole new skill set. Yes, it is. 
Just and it's it's one of those things where because of the persona I have, it doesn't really make much sense for me to cold read, you know? Because no, no, it doesn't. No, no. So, but it's fascinating. Like I, I really want to learn the skill because, you know, it's good for marketing. It's good for sales. It's good for so many things. But at the same time, it's like so much energy into something that I won't actually end up using probably, yeah. you know? It's a good sales tool. It's a it's mm. a good way to do the reception, the receptionist or the secretary to get through to the uh, yeah. To the, uh, the main guy. Have you ever figured out a way to use it in a non, like, in a non-performance sort of way? Like, just conversational without even seeming like you're performing? Oh, oh well, quite often. Mm. Uh, I'll, I might comment on the length of someone's fingers or the, I might say, or, or the size of their thumb. Some, some, there, are, there are things you can see at a glance. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the old days when you had to queue up behind individual tellers at the post office and the bank, I would always see which teller had the shortest fingers because their line would go faster than the other lines. Right. Because uh, they're not as pa they're not patient. People with long fingers check check the money, then they'll check it again. They'll do it for a third time just to make sure. Whereas the the one with short fingers will will do it to get rid of the person as quickly as possible. And you, do you find that those are actually yeah. pretty consistent? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, do you think there's an element of that where there's some cognitive bias there? Yes, yes, there's, uh, there's been been research into, into oh, that. Oh, really? Mm. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I always assumed, you know, like, there's sort of these, these suggest, like, you know, possible suggestion as to what this person might be yeah. or who they might be. Yeah. But I wa I've always wondered how much of that is actually, you know, like a scientific thing and how much of that is, is the performer getting hits on people and then reinforcing their own understanding of why that hit, if that makes sense. Yes. But there are things that you would know instinctively. If you met, if you met a guy and he had a long slender hand with long fingers, you wouldn't assume he was uh, a road digger, would you? You'd, right. you'd assume he might play the piano or he might be an artist or something like, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's true. A, that's, a, that's a classic artistic hand. Mm. So there are things you can tell like, like so that. archetypes of hands. I've mean, never yeah. fucking thought about that. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating, huh? So you can tell quite quite a bit by that. I will and say I can tell a a, a, a martial art hand. Yeah, yeah well, almost see, every a, time. Like even you can tell with mine. You see how big my windows are? Yeah, and that's from these knuckles from gripping geese. You, oh, you grip oh, yeah. and then they rip the grip. So yeah. there's always basically micro damage to your to your to your oh. knuckles does that affect palming yeah. yeah yeah so basically when i palm i have to keep moving if i stand yeah. you can you, you can, can see, see through <laughs> I, ha I have to constantly gesture yeah. yeah um which is kind of annoying but at the same time if i don't grip i get choked so yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> so i sort of take the lesser of the work yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah but and and i i take really good care of my hands in that mm -hmm. sense so yes well, you, know, you, have, you have to for your magic workers. Well. Yeah, but I, what I mean is, you know, so it, it, let's say I take a grip and then I see the guy trying to go for a rip. Mm. I let go. Oh, okay. You know, mm -hmm. but so a lot of times in, you know, competitive play, you, you wouldn't, like, no. you got to bite my grip off if you wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, man, like, I don't want to, I have coaches that have like broken fingers, they're facing the wrong way. Yes, and yes, it's, yes, it's all messed up. Again, yeah. yeah, it's all messed up. And, uh, and it's all from, from just holding on to grips, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I'm always like, I'd rather lose the match than not be able to do magic. So there's, oh, no, there's always that, yeah. there's always that balance for me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, maybe you jujitsu hands stamp, are classic. Stamp collecting instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's something. Um, it's almost like a primal chess game. Mm-hmm. There's something very. It must. It must be. I would think. Yeah, there's something very cerebral because it's literally. I make a move. You make a counter. I make a counter to that counter. You make a counter. You know, it's mm. it's just flow charts and and yeah. programmed move sets mm-hmm. in real time. And so, so if you're watching two people, mm. uh, you 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 you're able to say, oh, he's doing such and such. Or oh, absolutely. Such such yeah, 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 yeah. And you could you can name the position. You could name and the you grip. Could say, you could, well, he should, next, he should do this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, uh, that's actually a struggle because. You know, like when you're coaching the, the younger belts, mm. when I say younger, they're always adults, but they're like yeah. white belts, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard to tell them. There's so many things they don't know. Mm. So it's hard to, to remember, okay, what, what is the, what is his moveset that I can guide him? Because mm-hmm. he should do this, but he probably doesn't know that. No. You know? And no. so that that becomes a struggle. But wow. yeah, it, it's very, very technical. Yeah. Um, if you know judo, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so if you if you ever watched it on the Olympics, it's similar to that, but judo happens much faster. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so so jujitsu is a much more slow down, grip by grip, sequence by sequence, yeah. upgraded positions, move towards a finish, yeah. choke, armbar, all those things. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's something about it that that just I cannot stop. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've been through knee injuries, left, right, left. Yeah. Uh, I have a chest injury that I've been nursing for about a year. I still go in. I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's an addiction. Yeah. I mean, I'll, you know, I, I basically will do this until the wheels fall off. I, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think I was telling, um, I actually, I can't remember who it was. I feel like it was, I don't, I mean, it sounds like I'm name dropping, but I feel like it actually was Shimlim. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about hand injuries because he had yeah. carpal tunnel. Yes, and I right. and I said um, I think when um, when I have my hands when they degrade because they will eventually, uh, I think I'll, I'll take up mentalism <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to do the sleight of hand yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is then the memory is not there yet, so I need to <laughs> I need to start yeah. working that yeah. early. Yeah. I had to forget the slight stuff when I took up mentalism. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a this is actually a good a good discussion. I. I was talking to a mentalist a few years back and they were saying that to really create, to really do good mentalism, Mm -hmm. you can't also be a magician. That was their point. Um, And it's sort of the, I I think, I think that's, I think that's right. Because uh, when I'm performing as a mentalist, I wouldn't do a riffle shuffle. I'd I'd do a clumsy overhand sort of, sort of, sort of shuffle that someone who doesn't, handle cards very often would do, would do. Mm. and um, which works my advantage because <laughs> it's very easy to stack a deck in the course of doing doing a, a, a very very poor shuffle mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, but a riffle shuffle to many people particularly if it's just in the hands yeah it looks like incredible skill <laughs> yeah. to someone who, who doesn't know who, do, who doesn't know especially and, if you don't have to do that thing where and like, you, you wouldn't dribble the cards you, you could you could, ne- I could i could never do that I could, no fancy stuff yeah at, at all at all because you just don't want them to even think of the word magic i think, mm. I think it might be a trick yeah but he the the guy that i was talking to he was saying basically you have to just abandon magic and do mentalism if you want to be a mentalist that was his sort of a take on it and, and i guess the, the the example he gave was darren brown yeah, where he, I yeah. think he was a magician mm-hmm. pre- was. prior, but yeah. now he he He's took that ma- yeah. mentalist persona to yeah. the extreme. Well, I suppose I did that. I kept on doing children's magic because children's magic was 
in New Zealand back in those days, it was bread and, it was bread and butter work. It, it would pay the mortgage and feed the family, and then everything else that did apart from that was, uh, you know, was wonderful. Mm. And occasionally, occasionally, I'd, I'd come across someone who said, "Oh, you came to my kid's birthday party." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't—they never related the two, or, uh, or not, not, uh, not out openly anyway. Not, yeah. not to me. Interesting. I had one woman who was a kindergarten teacher, and uh, she saw me dozens of times because I was regularly at their kindergarten. And then she discovered I did adult stuff, and she started following following me, <laughs> and she never ever connected the two. Uh, and I turn up the kindergarten. She'd start talking about something I did, and we'd be chatting away about that. Then I go and go and do run rabbit run. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So yeah, to her, the mentalism and the just, and the kids' magic was just two different okay. things that don't don't even into into have any interplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Yes. I've got a friend who's a, a medium, a very successful one, and uh, he used to be a magician, and uh, he was being attacked. Attacked by magicians, saying, "Oh, oh, oh, oh you, know, you know, he claims to be a mental. You know, he claims to be a medium." So he, with all his sh- shows and everything, he says, "So, you know, it's funny. I got into this by doing magic. I was very keen on magic. Let me show you a trick." So he does a trick, and then he goes on to his medium work, and no one, no one ever questions wow. in, in, anything, and he's diffused them completely. Because the magician says, oh, he's a magician. They said, yeah, I know he showed us a trick. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's one way. Just double down. Just say, you know, yeah. I, I started doing magic. I realized I had real powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I just kept getting the card right without doing anything. Yes, I just <laughs> People think it's a trick, but it just happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny though. You say, um, you said that things sometimes happen intuitively. Mm-hmm. And I, again, of course, I don't. My skepticism kicks in too hard, you know. I think it's been bred into me um, by being, by feeling that feeling of getting lied to. I, I felt like anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are these moments where you just go, "What is that? Yeah. What the fuck was that?" Yes. Like yeah. my favorite memory. I was doing a gig, and uh, I, I, you know, when I finished with the Omni deck, uh, at the time I didn't have a, a good way to produce the card afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I would just put it in my pocket and pretend that it never happened and the, the deck just vanished and that was the end of it. Yeah. Um, then I they realized people started asking, so where's my card? And then I had to figure out something with that. But until uh, at that time, I still hadn't really pieced that puzzle. So I would always end up with a card in my pocket mm-hmm. is the point. Uh, and then after the set, I would have to reset, take yeah. the card out, go to the next set. And I go to the next, I go to a, a set, you know, again, you know, when you're doing three hours of walk around, yeah. things just blur. You don't remember what, what just happened. What trick did I just do? Sometimes it's just, yeah. you yeah. know, I know. Um, it doesn't sound like a long time, but to people that do walk around three be. hours is a long, be. yeah. Be pretty exhausting. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't quite know why. Cause a shift, you know, if you just do like a, a shift down at the, I don't know. I don't, I, yes, I don't know. I, I guess you're on. Yeah, that, and you time. have to be, and you've got to be alert, and uh, yeah, you've got to be entertaining. You've got to be fun, and uh, you got yeah. to constantly break the ice. I find that's yeah. the hardest part. Is is that's the most draining for me, is the 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 approaching a group, and having yeah. to win them over, being the cool guy, the, yeah. checking all the egos, making sure no one's getting you know thinks that I'm hitting on someone or you know whatever. Yeah, and that that whole like that whole play, I do it well every time, but it's always draining. Every yeah. time I used to find that hard, but now I take I, I approach the group as if I'm the host. Ah, uh, okay. So hope everyone's having a good time. 
Oh, because, nice. Because of my grey hair. Every yeah. Every, yeah, people yeah, people yeah. think, well, maybe he is a host or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I usually just come in spring and I say, you know, if, if I really feel like I need to introduce myself, I'll, I'll say, you know, I'm the magician for tonight. But otherwise, I'll just kind of David Blaine style look, yeah. watch, you know, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, just, right. just, 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 just take a card, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I find that it's about the same whether I introduce myself or I don't introduce myself, yes. it's still jarring because they, they have to stop the conversation. Yes, that's they right. have yes, to that's they right. have to now pay attention. I'm now dictating the whole group, so yes. it's always going to be a problem. And yes. I just I find the quicker I get past it, the you know, yeah. it's just. Um, but may, maybe I should try that. But uh, you've you've also got to read them because they may be having an important conversation, and you've got to decide whether you'll approach them or not. Yeah. And if you do accidentally get into something like that, you've got to get out quickly as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to know whether that's just my, I, I don't want to say an anxiety, but I would say resistance. Yeah. Because as I said, those are always draining. So I have some level of mental resistance to to doing it, mm -hmm. right? So I have to sort of go, no, motherfucker, in, internally, yeah. no, motherfucker, you're going to go approach them mm -hmm. and, and do this. Because yes. it's not, you know, it's not, it's not pleasant. It's always some no, I know, resistance. I know, I know that feeling. Yeah. So yes. so sometimes my brain will tell me, no, 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 they're having an important conversation, and I have to go shut the fuck up, go and yeah, you know, go, like go, go, yeah, go, yeah. Go. So I know what you're saying. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to discern. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, so as I was saying, I I, I go approach this group, and uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but they they're like, no, I I, I want to name a card. I'm like, okay, name a card, right? So he goes, Ace of Hearts. Like, oh, okay, cool, cool, right? So uh, you shuffle the deck. Yeah, it's it's all good. Um, and I just start going like this, and this is usually my, oh, yeah. I fucked up. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's all right. It's my fault. That's all right, no worries. If you need to take it, we can edit it out. All right, cool. Um, so, um, yeah, so I go, so this is usually my, my, my signal that I've, like, I have no backup i'm yes. gonna basically look for the card and then try to do something with it right yeah so but i'm still acting like oh you they so it's interesting you named that see like uh if we look through the deck and i'm going through and i'm going through and i'm like holy shit it's not it's not here and then you know at these gigs sometimes cards get lost sometimes mm. some drunk guys like oh can i keep the card so i don't know what's going on mm. like i genuinely i'm like okay maybe i don't have the card in the deck but i'm still i'm just like act through it act through it yep. i'm like interesting you you named that. I didn't I didn't force you and I just start building it and building it. And again, I have no idea if the payoff is gonna be there. Yeah. I'm just building yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I'm just going off the hunch. And then I'm like and I don't even remember if there was a card in my pocket, but I'm like, I know that I ended my last set with a card in my pocket yeah. and I maybe forgot to take it out. I don't remember. And I keep building and I keep building and I go, look, nothing in my hands. And I just move towards my 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 pocket and I feel a card. I'm like, okay, good. There is a card in there. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right one though. I slowly pull it out, slowest reveal it's the right card. And it was just like, it wow. blew my mind more yeah. than they blew their <laughs> mind, you know? <laughs> and it's that moment where I followed the hunch. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know, it was a wild, it was kind of a calculated guess, mm -hmm. but it was kind of a wild guess at the same time. Cause there's plenty of times where I've lost a card. Yeah. So it could have easily not paid off. Yeah. And sometimes that happens and you go- Then you can make a joke out of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have to. But they they named the right card. Yeah. I, I put my bet down that it's gonna be in my pocket. You know, it could have not been in my pocket. So those two things aligned and it worked. Yeah. 
And sometimes you go, what was that? You know, like, is that just coincidence? Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Is is there... Well, I guess the odds are one in 52, but uh, so it'll happen every now and again. That's but, true. Uh, but there is something that is about a, that that feels that, different, yeah, right? Like yeah, the internal yeah, experience is yeah. not is not one of no, randomness. No. So it was different, a different feeling you had. Yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe it might be the Romanian gypsy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but it is funny that you you mentioned that that thing about the intuition and the you know because I I don't I typically dis discard that idea that notion. Mm -hmm. I, I I I'm my skeptic yeah, mind yeah. wants to go no that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But there is something to that. Yes, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on it. Of course, if I'm doing a stage. <laughs> of course. Stage. Speaking of close-up magic, do you carry more than one deck of cards with you? Uh, so my for years, my my typical walk-around thing was one deck of cards mm -hmm. opened, yeah. one just in case something happens to the first one. Yes. Uh, sharpies, two sharpies, Omni deck, mm -hmm. and the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my wallet, card to wallet. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That was the only thing I carried. Uh -huh. So I would walk in with a pack of cards in my hands, and that's it. Mm -hmm. People would come in with you know other magicians book oh, yeah. cases, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, that, I mean, it it's would be been nice. Ten minutes sorting it. Yeah, it would be nice, but <laughs> I just I don't have the material. No, no I've, I've got to carry it. Yeah, but I always used to just have one deck of cards until, and I used to do an hour of walk around before doing the show at, mm -hmm. at corporate things, and uh, one one guy got so excited that he dropped a card into the into his soup, and um, Obviously, it was a stack deck. Uh, so so um, ever since then, I've carried three decks. <laughs> it hasn't happened again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just in case. I've always carried two because sometimes if a gig is real, like because of those three-hour ones, mm -hmm. sometimes I'd see yeah, if it was a, a really busy night, sometimes yeah. like the deck would be, people would want to take cards out. And like, yeah. you know, halfway through, I realized I'm working with half a deck. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, open the next one, you know? Mm -hmm. So yes. so that's sort of the thing. But yeah, sometimes beer gets spilt. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, Sometimes it's, it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was your what was your walk around set like? Like when you would oh, I, a I, lot I, of mentalism stuff with cards or well, well, it was a mixture. <clears throat> I walk up, make sure everyone's having a good time, and say I'm I'm part of the entertainment tonight. Um, if if you if you wish, I can uh, I can tell I can tell you a joke. I can do ah, um, yes. I I can, I can do a mind reading experiment. I can do a magic trick, or I can do a reading. Mm. And uh, if if it's a group of four, I'll often end up doing you know one at one of each. If it's a group of women, I'll end up doing three or four readings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it was start, it was doing that that basically really stopped me doing any sleight of hand because that was uh, that was about the time when my writing was taking off, and the women a lot of the women would know who I was and they'd mm. say he's the guy who wrote the book blah 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 blah. blah. And uh, the men would all take it as their duty to expose me as a fake. Yeah, yeah. So uh, bring out a deck of cards and they're sort of looking over my shoulder, they're peering under my arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got ultra, ultra cautious. Yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I think the more, because I've, you know, I, I feel like I almost use sleight of hand as a crutch mm -hmm. to even, even, in, even in, in, in the ways of like, I could do something with more, impact that that i don't know it's, it's your thing no i just mean i mean so i could do the same effect that oh, i yeah. do with slides yes. that has more impact oh, oh without yes. without the slide or, or you know with some sort of gimmick or some sort of thing yeah but my stubbornness of one one is stubbornness two is fear 
Yes. Because I, I always feel like I don't want to get caught with a non, like, you know, no, with something that's, that's abnormal. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes, let me exp- inspect that and I can't inspect yes. that, oh, that, I- that guilt fear thing is like, uh, you know, so if I do sleight of hand and they want to check the deck, be my guest. Yes. That's, that's the, well, I can do that too, even though I don't, <laughs> don't use sleight of hand. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> they're, tri- they're tricks. Well, well the, the memorized deck comes into it, of course. Oh, yeah. But well, there's nothing to see there. Yeah. They can me- I they never can had me- your memory. They, so. they can mess up my stack, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's the worst that can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had your memory, so I had to rely on the, on the fingers, you know. Yeah. yeah, but that's good because you've got no competition. I can't, I can't think of anyone. Yeah, yeah. Who, I think I think Brendan can do a lot of oh, stuff. Brendan, I do, Brendan, but he, even good. he does a lot of uh, a lot of the um, the the mind stuff. You know, yeah, he, he, does. he doesn't quite go in, in my like. I think the way I present is quite u- not yes. unique, but yeah, I'd say pretty unique for yes. New Zealand. Yeah, um, yeah, you're in different marketplaces. Yeah, really. maybe Amon. Amon's. Uh, I don't know Amon. Uh, he he's from Wellington. I want to say yeah. Um, he competed at the last close up. Um, oh, Jared Fell does some some yeah, yeah, some similar so. ideas. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean the Romanian hustler is not no one else is no doing one else that. Can, yeah. No one else can steal that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe Stefan, but um, yeah, 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 yeah maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so no, that's cool. And I remember you you in your lecture you were saying how you did the joke, the thing, the that, um, yeah. and how for the jokes you had a, a way of memorizing the jokes, and I'm like. Yeah, you had the whole system. I'm like, God damn it, man! Like <laughs> everything you do is memory, even the jokes. Well, well I, I use I use that particular deck. Um, no matter what I'm doing, uh, I, I do talks to um, retirement villages on uh, how to keep your brain active, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I pass. I don't do any magic. But I, I do a magic square. I do a Rubik's cube. I do, um, and I, I do, I do the, my card deck. And the card deck, I've got a number on the back. And a keyword of a joke on the front, and uh, uh, if if I'm giving a talk on, oh, what would be a, a talk? I give I give talks on lots and lots of subjects. Oh, if, if I give a lot of talks on how to write your life story, and uh, I d- I don't like it if I turn up in time for something, and then the the person says, "Well, wait another five minutes for the latecomers." Mm. Um, I like to start on on time, so if that happens. I've got that in my pocket. I'll pass 52 cards. They'll be mixed up and passed around. Then people will call out a number, and I, I can instantly tell them a joke that relates to the word on the front, uh. front of the card. And uh, so so I've got 52 jokes permanently, permanently <sighs> in my mind. And uh, they used to be jokes, but that took too long. They're, they're more one-liners or very very quick jokes. But So if people ask for, ask for a joke, I, I, I just... Think of a number at random and give that give them that joke. That's like I don't know. Is there anyone else that that works like you? Like that's that's so ridiculous. I don't. I don't know. I don't. That's know. actually so ridiculous because you, you're just like, oh, let me let me do a comedy segment, mm-hmm. but also show off my memory. Like, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's, that's why it's so good for that because the latecomers come in, everyone's laughing. They haven't got a clue what's going on, and they've missed it. Right, right, and right. It serves them right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. You know what? You've, uh, you've. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot more interested in memory now than I was. Oh, good, good. How long has it been? Two hours ago. I don't have no uh, idea. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, it's, it's time's flying. Yes. So time flies when you have fun. So. 
Yeah, man, I'm 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 gonna. I've promised Sam. Now I'm promising you. I, I yeah. got to learn a goddamn stack. All right, I need to. Okay. Okay. Yes. Please do the Joel because yeah. then, then I might be able to do it with you. All right. Yeah. The Joel comes in a number of versions. You can learn it. Um, chased, chased order. I I use shocked because okay. that's, that's sort of the European way. Um, but I did it because I thought it would fool the magicians. But of course. No magicians in New Zealand use a stack, yeah. re really. Yeah. So uh, you've got, you can fool them. You can fool ninety nine percent of the magicians in New Zealand just by using a stack. <laughs> just in general, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't got a, got a clue. So I, I could have done it, done it and chased, but I've learned it and shocked. Okay. So yeah. who, do you know who that's by, or where? Just look up for the uh, um, Joyal system. Or? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a. It used to be a, a, a book. But uh, now, now you can just buy it as a download. Okay, cool. It's only about ten bucks. It's yeah. an incredible, incredible bargain. Yeah. Yeah, cool, awesome, Richard. Thank you so much for coming. This okay, has it's been, been my pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed awesome it. Awesome conversation. I can't believe how quickly the time. Yeah, goes. time flies. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's been awesome, Brad. Thank you. All right, that's a podcast. Oh yeah, uh, where can people find you? Before I completely forget. Any uh, social media links? Anything you so, want to promote? So social media. I'm on uh, contact, contact your angels on on Facebook. Okay. And uh, my website is www.psychic.co.nz. There we go, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Webster. Thank you. <laughs>